0: Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> no offense. No, none taken.
1: That is right, none taken. Uh, I am the movie moron. This is the movie moron podcast, and I am your host, Easton Moore. Um, and as you can tell, this is not a video episode, unfortunately, um, because uh, we had some scheduling errors with our part-time um, part-time co-host. However, the other Brandon, a now three-time guest, uh, said that he could come watch uh, the movie and do a podcast guest appearance uh, over Discord. So we're doing that um, because uh, we know everybody wants to know our thoughts on the uh, critically acclaimed Expendables Four. So um, say hi, Brandon, and thank you for coming on again.
0: Hello. And I think one day we got to do a an episode with both Brandon's and no video and And just just confuse that really (laughs) hard on the listeners to tell who's talking.
1: Perfect. That would be, uh, uh, (laughs) quite an episode. I I do think you guys have a very, just very different voices. So I, I feel like eventually people would get it. However, every time I say Brandon, what's your thought? That would be, uh, that would be not, not fun. I think for either of you, you guys would be talking as over each other.
0: Obvious as the twist in this movie. <laughs> uh,
1: yes. Uh, so, um, yeah, like I said, we're doing Expendables four, and uh, sorry to all of our listeners, we did not have an episode last week. Uh, we had The Haunting of Venice scheduled. Um, I had a guest ready to go, Andrea, who was on uh, The Nun two and is going to be our frequent horror movie guest. Uh, she loves the Blanc movies, and she was... Uh, we all went and watched it, and two out of three of us fell asleep. So, I don't know if you want to take that as our rating, but two of us did fall asleep, and so we did not feel it was right to record a podcast where only Tristan stayed awake. So, uh, that felt like it was going to be unfair for her to carry that episode. Um, And us try to judge a movie that uh, we didn't see the end of, which is in a mystery movie, that's kind of important. So, yeah. So, sorry about that. But we are doing Expendables 4. I asked Brandon to be on. Um, I really didn't know what I was going to do. And then I saw Brandon's letterbox pop up Expendables 1, Expendables 2, and Expendables 3 and thought, for sure, you're doing this to watch expendables for. So are you a fan of the expendables movies or did you just like try to do some, uh, self harm kind of stuff by watching movies that you hated to go hate watch this.
0: So, uh, to preface this, uh, I know it's, it's pretty regarded as a fairly lackluster movie, but I went and saw the transformers movie this year and actually had fun. And I thought, well, I've always hated Transformers, but I like—I had fun watching this bad Transformers movie, so maybe I'll just branch out and start watching other things. And then there was a trailer for The Expendables 4, and so I thought, oh, I'll give it a shot. And uh, one of the movie channels was airing all three of them consecutively a couple of weeks ago, so I said, why not just record them, watch them when I can, and I'll see the fourth one in theaters. And uh, I liked the first one. Uh, it's, they've gotten progressively worse with each iteration <laughs> for various reasons.
1: So was this your first um, watch of all three? Correct. Oh, interesting. I, I figured it was a, a rewatch of one through three and then, uh, going to four. That's, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, I might be the only person still watching those movies for the first time, (laughs) just like I might be the only person watching the uh, Star Wars sequel trilogy for the first time. I started that yesterday. That's
1: I'm swimmingly. Yeah, I'm sorry (laughs) uh, for your. Yeah, I I don't want to say anything about the Star Wars trilogy because it's my baby and the sequels suck. So
0: I got Rogue One on the DVR and I've heard that Mm -hmm. one's actually really good. So I'm going to save that one for last.
1: It is fantastic. It app. Yes. Um, we don't need to go too much into this, but solo and rogue one, um, are actually decently good movies. Solo, not as much, but rogue one is fantastic. And anybody on Twitter that says otherwise are just dumb and they want, they just have MCU brain where they think everything needs to be connected. And, uh, I'm watching this movie to watch another one. No, Rogue One is a solo film. It's it's It starts and it ends and it's encapsulated in that. And just because characters don't move on doesn't mean it's bad. I would argue right. that maybe that's a good thing because then they're not making characters just to have them live on and do something later on. So anyway, sorry. Um, I, Rogue One and The Last Jedi have both been hot back on Twitter and it's making me fumey. So, um, so, okay, well, we kind of know your thoughts. You like the first expendables and then you think they get progressively worse. Um, I would very much agree. Uh, I watched the first one in high school and then, um, whenever they would hit, uh, I don't know, USA or spike TV, I would throw them on. Um, and that's how I watched all three of them. And, yeah, the first one's definitely the best, but I think the other two are at least passable, dumb action movies. And so that's yeah, what I came... Yeah, uh, the
0: second one's got Jean-Claude Van Damme, who mm-hmm. I absolutely love. Uh, and so I think there was some good things there, and when Schwarzenegger just shows up <laughs> running through the walking through the airport with an automatic shotgun, that made me feel all sorts of warm and tingly inside. But uh-huh. uh, third one, I... Honestly have forgotten most of what happens. I remember Mel Gibson. <laughs> and you just there, watched and it. <laughs> that's about it.
1: Yeah. I don't remember anything from two or three, but that is because I don't think I've watched them since high school. Um, because I don't have cable anymore and I have not had cable since, um, high school. And, uh, when you don't like before streaming services were a thing and you did just have cable, you just watched what there was. And right. Expendables was like, if that was on, okay, fine. I'll watch Expendables 2. I'll watch Expendables 3. Because it's on, and I know the characters, and blah, blah, blah. And I that's what I would do on a Friday night, because I was uh, house arrested by my parents for being a teenager. So,
0: <clears throat> You know, I bet they do fairly well on cable channels. They by do. My dad's on the Saturday afternoon. That yep, they will probably go out to the theater to see it. No. But, you know, they'll watch it when it's on TV because it's kind of that old 80s, early 90s style action movie.
1: And it's all the action heroes they grew up watching. Yeah, they'll right. they they get back Which, from a round of golf at 9 a.m. till one. And then they have been day drinking all day. Then they get home and they drink some more and then they cook dinner. And then, hey, what do you know? Expendables 2 is on. Let's watch that, honey. And yeah, that's what these movies are made for.
0: And it just baffles my mind, or blows my mind, and baffles me that, like, that was the whole premise behind the Expendables at first was to get all of your dad's favorite action stars together, and they've just slowly gotten away from that, which each new mo with each new movie, and I think that's really where my biggest disappointment comes from with hmm. these uh, the I, third and fourth one especially.
1: Okay, I feel like three had a decent amount of cameos for the uh action stars of the 80s 90s and early 2000s but maybe that's just my misremembering of that one specifically but i do think it's probably time that we actually start talking about the movie that we watched so <laughs> we we watched expendables 4 um i watched it uh monday afternoon you watched it i believe this afternoon we're recording on tuesday yep. um so let's let's get your general thoughts of this um, blockbuster hit, Expendables Four.
0: Um. Well, first off, I think uh, you want to talk about movies that look like a video game. <laughs> this, this is the one. Like, oh my god, I can't even begin to describe how bad these visual effects were. PS Two vibes. The entire movie.
1: PS Two vibes. Uh.
0: uh yeah. Uh, and I will. I will agree with you on this one. <laughs> Because you know some of those companies were putting out really good cutscenes on PS2 graphics, yeah, and this was probably worse than some of those.
1: I I almost wanted to say N64, but I felt like that was too much, so I went with <laughs> PS2 vibes.
0: Um, I I hate Megan Fox. Um, oh, <laughs> she's, she's awful. She's the worst. When she was doing the mission briefing, it literally sounded like she was reading the script right then and there for the first time. Uh, I think uh, Stallone and Statham actually—they have good chemistry. I think.
1: I think they do as well. Uh, yes.
0: And so I think that saves this movie uh, because uh, we'll get uh, spoilers. I later. wouldn't get.
1: I wouldn't go that far and to say that it saves the movie, but it at least makes parts of it passable.
0: Yes, alright we'll, we'll go with that one. It, it's <laughs> enough to make me come away from the movie saying, at least I enjoyed something.
1: Okay, yes, okay. I was like, <laughs> there's not enough of that to make it passable, but yeah, they at least have some decent moments that make some things okay.
0: Yeah, we, we get it. some at the beginning, some at the end, and then just the whole middle hour and a half is just excruciating, to put yeah. it nicely.
1: I mean, the biggest question is just why <laughs> I yeah. think that's, that's my, my, I think my biggest quarrel with this movie is just like, why did all like, it tells you directly why it's happening, but it's just so bad on screen. You're like, I already know the end. Why yeah. are we doing, why are we, why are we holding this bit for that long? I think is my biggest issue. I was like, I like, the middle of this movie should have been like 10 minutes. And then there should have been a whole, like the third act should have been the epilogue and they should have had something else afterwards because you knew what was going to happen. Like it was just the most, it was the most obvious and you already like alluded to it. Just the most obvious, uh, quote unquote turn or surprise. Yeah,
0: it's it's not even fair to call it a twist at this point. Yeah. And honestly, I I think, you know, again, spoilers, there were a couple of moments that were like that. Um and we we can talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, I think this, the the biggest problem is the writing in these movies is so shallow that this is like the fourth person that the expendables are reporting to in this movie. So it makes it really hard (laughs) to figure out what exactly the structure of their organization is. And this movie just really exemplifies how awful the writing is as far as that goes.
1: Yeah, no, you're, you're right. And like you going, you go into these movies knowing the writing isn't going to be the focus, but I also feel like as the movies progress, they like, try they they like try to go like they try to lean into the actual story even though like the whole entire purpose of this film is just needless action exactly and they somehow think that bringing this new age version of like writing an emotion and almost uh they almost try to do a going out in style if you know that movie Um, which isn't amazing, but it's okay. Um, They almost tried to do that style of going out in style, kind of writing in a movie that's just supposed to be straight action. It's like they've lost sight of what they're actually doing. And I don't know what happened to their VFX budget. I know we've already touched on it, but this is the, I think this is the worst CGI I've seen or VFX whatever you want to call it since I was watching movies on the sci-fi channel. Like I, this, this movie did not deserve to be in theaters. This, this is no, a,
0: I, I agree with you hundred percent. This is
1: a, sh- this isn't straight to streaming. This is a straight to cable. This movie should have been straight to sci-fi straight to spike. This movie should have been paid for by spike to be played on spike exclusively for the first six months. And it would have done fine there. People would have watched it and it wouldn't have quote unquote made money. But I mean, the budget of this movie had to have been atrocious because what I saw on screen (laughs) VFX wise was TV movie level. Um,
0: You know, and it's always been bad for this series, but they've done it in such limited doses that it's tolerable but this is just straight up Marvel movie shot entirely on a green screen and it shows
1: and it's like Marvel level of everything shot in a green screen, but they don't have Marvel budget. This isn't a $280 million budget movie. Like you Marvel shouldn't be doing that with the 280 to $350 million they do for their budget because it looks bad with that budget. What are you going to, with with your $20 million budget, why are you trying to do the same thing? Which, especially when they did the first couple movies, and they seem to be largely practical effects. Uh, I know for sure the yeah. first one, they shot on location to some, you know, they kind of rented out a little island thing. And they did mostly practical effects. And guess what? It looked good. Because it's all yeah. practical. You're filming an explosion you're filming somebody getting shot and you're filming a building blowing up at least uh, something like that you know and and this the 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 plane specifically is just
0: yeah it, it's and i think really like only the flying in the first few movies was you know where the noticeably bad cgi and then they cut but away from this, it this i mean it was just when they're driving down the street you can tell that they're just in front of a green screen. The funniest thing for because me, the way everything is moving around him, it just looks uh-huh. so unnatural. The fun, uh, the,
1: was- the funniest part for me was when, um, Oh shoot, I should pull up his name. Um, the sniper, uh, uh, Dolph, Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Uh, when he's running around the, Desert. I mean, I don't know what it is—desert or whatever kind of land. You can just tell he was sprinting on a trample or not trampoline. A, a um, behind a green screen on a treadmill, and it looked so it, it looked so bad. And I'm like, it's so easy to just go find grass somewhere and right. shoot him running. Like all you're doing is showing a guy running for maybe two seconds and you decide to put it behind a green screen and it looks, it looks atrocious.
0: Yeah. Yeah, There's that joke that uh, they put Hollywood out in California because of all the natural scenery. And then they started making movies inside. (laughs) I I have not heard that. that. I
1: haven't heard that, but that's, that's fucking hilarious. And, yeah, uh, I'm
0: pretty sure there's des- there's sand dunes in California. You know, like they, I don't know, maybe on the beach.
1: Yeah, they definitely they definitely could have very easily and very cheaply just went out somewhere that had some sort like all you need is a hundred yard stretch of land to to film his running scenes. And oh my god, that was the worst part. I like the plane was bad. The plane was very very bad, but the fact that they right. just the running scene like that was where i was like okay i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of checked out and done because first of all it wasn't needed and then you add it and it looks that bad yeah
0: yeah i i knew i saw i knew the writing was on the wall especially watching all three of the first ones in rapid succession yeah so you did do it all one. back
1: to back to back i haven't watched them since 2000 probably um, 15 14.
0: I knew this was not going to be a good movie. I thought that I could come away at least enjoying it, like I did Transformers Rise of the Beast, but uh, I I did not. I'm almost a little mad because there was one guy in the theater who this movie was made specifically for, and he was cackling throughout the entire thing. <laughs> That's... And so just being in the presence of that was not worth... The six dollars I spent on the <laughs> ticket.
1: Um, speaking of that, was was it just that one person in your theater?
0: Uh, there were, I would say maybe I looked up this morning and there was nobody who had bought tickets. Uh, but I think by the time the movie started, there was maybe half a dozen people in there. Okay, and they set us all in the same two rows. <laughs> they didn't I even mean, let us yeah. pick our seats.
1: Oh, they didn't. Oh, that's weird.
0: No. Which is why I went out and pre-ordered or ordered ahead of time a ticket for the creator because I want to pick my seat for that one, and I'm going to the good screen for that one. But this is not the creator. So. No,
1: no. I'm very excited for the creator that comes out. There's two movies coming out this weekend, the creator and Flora and Son, which I'm very excited for. So, um,
0: I think I saw you tweet about that one, but I haven't seen any kind of marketing. No. For that zero, one. I've got no clue what that is. Absolutely
1: zero marketing. It's um John uh Carney, I think is uh, Carney. John Carney is the director. He directed Sing Street, uh, Begin Again and Once. Uh, so he's kind of like a musical. Not it's not musical. Uh, it's not musical, but their films very directly influenced and uh, out, uh, around music in them in itself okay so it's not a musical like they're not just gonna break out and dance and do stupid things that doesn't make any sense because i'm not a big musical fan instead it's just me neither yeah so these are much more uh begin again is uh new york and it's just centered around artists um in new york and then sing street is wales and it's a high school movie uh, where these high schoolers start a band. And then I haven't seen Once because it is old and it kind of looks old. I will eventually watch it because I love Sing Street and Begin Again. I both have above a 4.5 on uh, Letterbox because they're amazing. Anyway, super excited for that one. And then the creator uh, is the director of Rogue One, which I am a big fan of, so excited to watch that. Um, okay, I think we'll... Kind of wrap up our general thoughts on the Expendables if you haven't already noticed. One one more thing,
0: yeah. Um, The so okay, Antonio Banderas was in the third one. Yes, his character's son is in this one. The actor that played his son, I thought was actually Antonio Banderas' son because he looks just like a young version of him. Or am I just tripping?
1: No, you're you're not tripping. I think he looked. I think he looks close. Um,
0: I was sitting there thinking, Oh man, maybe I only like this guy because it's Antonio Banderas, son. And then I get home and get on Google and no, he doesn't even have a son.
1: I, yeah. I didn't know that, but I, I do recognize him. Like I recognized him when I saw it from a few movies, uh, specifically raid one, raid two. Um, I did not know that he was in force awakens, but that does make sense. Um, and then I do know that he was snake eyes and, um, the G.I. Joe movies, even if they're not good movies or maybe he's not snake eye himself. No, but he's in the movie. So I remember him in that as well, but
0: yeah. And uh, I think Tony Jaws, uh, martial arts stuff was really good for like the two seconds we saw it.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, he was the
0: the boat yes. guy in Thailand yeah. with the kukri knives
1: yeah who also plays um oh i thought I, I knew him in some other stuff but i don't oh he's on uh no is he on pack or is he i believe so
0: yes okay yeah i think i believe that's his claim to fame and what western audiences might know him most from
1: yeah well um he's also in uh monster hunter <laughs>
0: Oh, okay. And
1: and we watched and reviewed that film, so I do remember him from that as well. But yeah, he's been in a bunch of Asian Trevor films.
0: Trevor misquoted me on that episode. You guys oh, did. yeah, yeah.
1: You got beef you with Trevor?
0: Got, uh, he uh, we had just uh, watched the Resident Evil movies, some of them. Gotcha. With Miliovovich. yeah. And what I said was that I hate Michelle Rodriguez because she always plays the same oh, I'm such a badass character, and she looks like she weighs 110 pounds soaking wet and couldn't kill a, a fly. And Trevor got on your little program for Monster Hunter <laughs> and said, I said that about Mila Jovovich, ah.
1: which
0: I did not. I'm sure nobody remembers this, except for maybe you and maybe <laughs> Trevor. I just haven't been on to set the record straight.
1: And I'm did, did you feel the same way about um, Dungeons & Dragons?
0: Yeah, I did. Because Michelle Rodriguez
1: plays the the barbarian.
0: Right. And that's why I was a little hesitant about going and seeing it. But just the way she likes to throw those little guys around it. kind of liked it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, I very much like Dungeons and Dragons. I also like her a decent amount because uh, in this house, we love Fast and Furious. So I am. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um okay, do you have any last general thoughts uh before we get into the spoilers um that absolutely ruin this movie?
0: Um no, I think we we got all we could talk about without spoiling.
1: Okay. Sounds sounds good. Um yeah, I don't have much else uh much else to say. Although I I did like Megan Fox a little bit more than you did, I guess. Um, but there was a solid 45 minutes of this movie that was hot garbage. And like I said, should have been about 10 minutes. And then we should have got a third act of something else happening.
0: When she shows up in the bar in that tanked, white tanked top with her nipples very clearly visible, I thought that's the only reason she's in this movie. And they saved it for the very end.
1: And there's a problem with that because?
0: Because I just... When actors or actresses are just typecast as I'm here because I'm sexy, I just, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit of envy on my part <laughs> because I'm not sexy. I was
1: like, this is this is an but action like- movie. That's exactly what... That's exactly, they're know, going to typecast sexy chicks to,
0: sure just to wear tank tops without fans.
1: bras on. That's, <laughs> I, I'm surprised they didn't somehow spill a beer on her and she had a wet white t-shirt.
0: Uh, that would have been something.
1: I was locally expecting it, but. Um, okay, so uh, I guess let's get into our recommendations before we get. Uh, get into spoilers. Do you recommend watching this movie? And that can be in whatever way you want TV streaming it when it comes out or go to the theater to watch this movie that I think is made maybe $200,000 in theaters.
0: Um, I saw on a, a Twitter post uh, like on Friday, it hadn't even grossed 10 million yet. Yeah. Um, but thanks for your question, I, this is not anything you should spend any kind of money on to go see ever. Um, if you pay for cable and it is on cable and you've seen one through three, sure, just a, out of a sense of obligation, um, if you want to watch a good movie, don't, don't go to the theater and spend money on the ticket and gas and your popcorn and a drink. Don't go and buy a month of Hulu if it comes up on Hulu, cause that would just be a bigger waste of your money. Don't spend money to see this movie.
1: Um, no, I 100% agree. Um, there was actually only one other couple, uh, and I say other couple, I was by myself. There was only two other people in the theater. It was a couple, they were probably North of 70 years old. Um, I think they just showed up to the theater and this was on. And so they picked it and, uh, because I bought the tickets 50 minutes before the showing and there was nobody else in the theater. So, yeah. um, I don't I did not hear them cackle I did not hear them say or do anything um I don't know if they liked it or not but I assume not and this has made well under it's made under 10 million dollars worldwide and I'm surprised it made 10 million uh because every time I looked to go watch this movie it was there was nobody else in the theater I checked three times um, to see when I was gonna watch it on Monday and not a single. Ticket was sold. Um, if
0: you want to watch a horny ass Jason Statham movie from 2023, go see the Meg two instead. Oh, that okay. one is actually enjoyable.
1: Okay, I heard awful things about the Meg two.
0: Oh, it's it's not a good movie. But <laughs> okay. again, it's one of those movies where I had fun watching it.
1: Okay, I was about. To, I thought you were about to say the Transporter movies or Crank, which I would agree with those.
0: This didn't come out in 2023. I know. Just because I thought it was funny that Jason Statham wasn't two incredibly bad movies this year.
1: Don't forget, he was also in, I think, Fast 10, Fast X. I'm pretty sure.
0: Oh, did that come out? Yeah, I guess that did.
1: Yeah, that came out this year.
0: Uh, He's been busy.
1: He's been busy making bad movies, correct. Um... Okay, yeah, so my recommendation is no. Do not do, do not spend money going and watching this movie. It was very bad. Um, I had a decently maybe kind of fun time, but that's also because I'd had a few beers before I went in, uh, and I was more having a good time with how bad some of the stuff was, just yeah. kind of laughing at, like, I can't believe that this is legitimately in – a theater in 2023. Um, and that's what I was having a fun time with. Um, cause yeah, the bratty was bad. The CGI was bad. The action was bad for about, for most of it. I mean, there were a few good stretches, but for the most part it was bad action. Um, they do have a, uh, Asian goth chick with a, um, I don't know what they called it, but some sort of whip like knife thing, uh, which was dope. Her name was Lash. Lash. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they kept on calling it. Um, She was dope. I I wish she got more screen time. Yeah. She was dope for the two and a half minutes she was on screen. um, And 30 seconds of her screen time was her uh, wiggling her pinky. Um, So no, I, I, I don't recommend this. I, I do think if you have watched the other ones and it's on it, it and it's on Netflix or if it's on whatever and you like if if you want to laugh at an action an action movie then yes this is this is a something to watch uh, I'll give it that but that's it there are thousands if not tens of thousands of movies that are probably better than this so. I've not watched tens of thousands of movies, but I'm just putting a guess.
0: Those are rookie numbers on Letterboxd.
1: I (laughs) I know. I thought I was doing something (laughs) cool with getting close to 2000 movies on Letterboxd, but nope.
0: Um, those people that log on like two movies a day, every single day. Yeah. I just, there's no way that's real.
1: There are a few people that legitimately don't have lives and that's what they do. um, there are also a few people that uh that is their lives like they make money off of reviewing stuff and good for them and then there are the liars that um yeah there are the liars specifically i saw letterbox tweet out um People that have watched the same movie every single day. Yeah, for however, I was
0: thinking of that same exact post.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, why are we promoting this? We all know they don't watch the movie every day. They're just logging it. There's there's no they, proof it, of watch. They're just doing it.
0: Specifically said, well, we're taking this on good faith. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Like. All right, it, I'm going to go in and log every movie you got in there and call myself King of Letterboxd, and you have to make a post about me now.
1: Yeah, it's a meme. It's just a meme. Like, just let it be a meme. And, like, you can make fun of it and make lighthearted of it, but, like, yeah, saying, yeah. I thought that post was a little ridiculous, but we love Letterbox. We'll let it slide. It's all good
0: letterbox is fine the people who use letterbox are uh, this <laughs>
1: yes very very much so um okay so that's it for our spoiler free part of the review um where we somehow didn't spoil all of the extremely um uh i don't know yeah we didn't spoil any spoiler stuff that i'm sure everyone was on the edge of the seat for um, so we're going to do uh, a couple ads and we'll be right back for the spoiler part of the review. So we've just got two local things to promote here. First and foremost, we have tall grass film festival, uh, which starts, um, October uh, 5th. Um, it's going to be Thursday through Sunday. If you're in the Wichita area, um, please come and join us as we're, uh, Going to be a part of the Tallgrass Film Festival, you get to see a bunch of movies that you could never see in any other type of uh, scene. Um, a bunch of local filmmakers, and then also a bunch of filmmakers across uh, the United States and sometimes across the world. Uh, it's just a bunch of stuff that you can't see anywhere else. If you are in the area, it's a lot of fun. You get to see a lot of really cool stuff. If uh, you, you can purchase both. A full pass, which allows you to watch as much as you want through the four day period, or you can buy even single movie tickets. If you kind of look at the schedule and see if there's just a few movies, you can do that as well. But uh, it's a really cool opportunity to watch some things that you will never get to see anywhere else. Uh, a lot of passion projects are put into uh, Tallgrass Film Festival. Um, I went last year, had a blast, met a, a lot of really cool filmmakers. And saw a lot of their films uh, and got to see the passion they put into it and saw a lot of really cool stuff. So go check out tallgrassfilms.org and you can see the full schedule. You can see ticket pricings. You can see what the pass is. All of that. It's a lot of fun. If you're in the Wichita area, uh, it's a great film festival. Make sure to go check that out. Second, locally, we have uh, at the Tallgrass Film Center, uh, over the October, there is going to be a few horror movie um, events uh, by Madame May's Horror Frights. Um, a few of them have already passed, but there are two more coming up in October. First and foremost, there's the uh, Hellraiser, uh, which is on October 10th. Uh, It is 18 plus. Uh, both of these events are 18 plus. Uh, so if you're under the age of 18, uh, you will not be admitted, but, uh, you can watch Hellraiser at, uh, Tallgrass film center, which is in downtown Wichita. Uh, and not only will they be showing Hellraiser, you can also see a performance by a, uh, metal band. Uh, I can't read it, but, uh, suicide and fatality. Uh, And then we also got word that there's going to be a tattoo artist there. So uh, if you're interested in that, go to that on October 10th. Um, There's uh, a quote unquote dress code or a, uh, if you would like to dress appropriately, you can. Uh, the dress is called Dark and Kinky uh, to kind of be appropriate with Hellraiser. And then October 27th, they're going to be showing The Crow, also an 18-plus event, and the dress code is Gothic Revenge. Um, I don't have any information on any special guest, but if you're interested in either of those two movies, uh, go check that out. It's at Tallgrass Film Center uh, on the October 10th and October 27th. Uh, they reached out to us, and we love supporting local things. So go check that out if you're in the area and you like horror movies. And if you haven't seen these either of those two movies, they're very good. So um, we'll get right back to the show right now. All right, we're back.
0: And we're back.
1: <laughs> uh, after that uh, short little break where uh, we... Did an ad for some local stuff that's happening right now. Um, okay, so we're getting into spoilers. We can talk about all of the absolutely atrocious, um, quote-unquote, twists and turns that they decided to throw in this movie that um, weren't twists or turns. They were just extremely obvious things that were going to happen uh, in the movie because they were so poorly written. Um, so, yeah, let's let's get into all of, all of that. I mean... Let's, I, I feel like we should just get the cat out of the bag with, um, the most obvious of the twists, um, which was, uh, Sylvester Stallone, um, who his name is in this movie. I can't think of right now. Uh, it's a really dumb, bad name. Barney Ross.
0: Okay. I knew there was a Ross and a B in there somewhere. I didn't want to say, Oh,
1: Bob Ross, Bob Ross. So he, um, dies on their first mission, which was, uh, the most obvious setup mission, um, in any action movie of all time. Um, it was, uh, also the most obvious blatant, um, fake death. I've seen in a long time. Uh, Also, this is where you get the TV sci-fi level of CGI. Um, I mean, we're we're on like the level of Sharknado uh, CGI stuff. Um, Was all in the scene?
0: Such a pop culture phenomenon. (laughs) Um, I, I don't know how, but man. Sharknado was huge for a minute.
1: It was. And it was huge because the people that made it knew what they were making and it was supposed to be bad. And it was supposed to be funny because it was bad. This, however, was supposed to be a legitimate action movie and had one of the worst animated scenes in, uh, theatrical history. So, I mean, this is like, um, Oh, what's a double Oh seven movie. Not another, not another day or, um uh, Die Another Day.
0: Uh yeah, that might be it. Are you talking about um I mean I don't know my Bond movies that well, but I know um, I mean I know some of the titles. I just don't know the specifics of many of them.
1: It's Die Another Day. I can't believe I just pulled that out my ass. So uh yeah, I mean this is Die Another Day level of just bad CGI, and that movie was at least made in two thousand two, so it had semi excuse of being like, hey, this is new age um like VFX and like, we think we can pull this off. Let's try this new thing and it'll be really cool. Now this is 2023 and you decided to pull out a two thousands level of CGI and all of it is all in this one scene of just bad action, uh bad writing, um, bad CGI and, uh, a terrible like, mystery slash fake death like you knew the second he crashed and the there second was something you saw them bu-
0: about it, like it's hard for me to explain how i knew oh there's no way he's it. i mean obviously he's been the main draw for the previous three movies so that right there is gonna kind of put doubt onto this being a legitimate death but there was just something about it that just made me feel like this is this is fake this is he's gonna come back in the very end and save jason statham and what do you know that's exactly what happened
1: i think the thing that just makes it so obvious is that like how dumb the death is because if you're going to have the main character this of this these movies die and uh let's add here this movie is 9 years or yeah 9 years after the last one so expendables 3 came out in 2014 so, it's been oh nine, a nine year gap. So, if you came back to this franchise, first of all, you wouldn't come back to the franchise just to kill your character at the very beginning of the movie. Just doesn't make sense. If you did, you would have made it an extremely meaningful death. It meant nothing. Right. And they even say it in the movie that his death meant nothing. So, it's just everything was just so poorly written to just obviously show the audience that it's not real and he's going to come back at some point. You don't know when that is, but you know, it's going to happen. And then once you start realizing what the story is, you know exactly why he killed himself, like, or not kill himself, faked his own death. Like it was the most obvious fake death like ever. Um, there
0: was no emotion around it. There was, there was no like super dramatic slow-mo shots. Uh, it was just very much, oh, hey, Sly Stallone is dead now. Yeah. And, and that was it. I, that that was not well executed.
1: Yeah. If if he would have actually have died, it would have been a more of a moment like we got with Jason Statham at the end, which he doesn't die because Stallone saves him. But it would have been something like that where, like, he right. chooses to stay behind to die by this incredible bomb to save world war three from happening. Not he gets shot out of the sky by a 50 cow rifle that apparently explodes on impact. Let's not Well, stu- anti
0: Material rifles will do that.
1: Oh, was it something like
0: that's not a standard sniper rifle he was using. That's a, a rifle specifically made to take out uh, not anything like super heavily armored, but like a, a Humvee, or a small aircraft uh, that I I bought that.
1: Okay. Well, it wasn't a small aircraft, but, uh, it all, I just thought it was a 50 Cal and I was like, okay, come on, bro. Um, yeah, there were, there was a lot of stuff there that was just really poor that.
0: And you know, usually when your, your protagonists die, they get bested in some weird way. Like they're martyring themselves or they're, you know, doing a sacrifice, whatever. Sly just got shot out of the sky. And that's I think something else that triggered me to think he's coming back.
1: It also just didn't make sense that he was for some stupid reason not on the floor. You would have paid a pilot. Like why is Sylvester Stallone the guy flying around like this is your captain, your dude that like he's gonna want he's gonna want to be the guy on the ground. And he's always been. So, like, that was yeah. another thing that threw me off guard when everybody came off on the tarmac and he was continuing to fly.
0: When, Especially um, because... The, <laughs> the, oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: Well, just how bad the dismount looked uh, from yeah, the uh, plane on the tarmac. Listen, in the that was as
0: bad as what I thought the gray man looked every time a car was on screen uh, in that movie. I
1: thought the gray man looked... A, I thought the gray man was passable. This nothing was passable. There was no CGI bit in this movie that was even close to a passable, like, this is okay.
0: And, like, at the very beginning, when they're assaulting the general's little plant or whatever, the the guy in, like, the AWACS bird... He was like, oh, you, you got three guys guarding the general. We need to get you some backup. Right after, we just saw him take down a small army.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, three guys in this building are gonna stop him. Yeah, he took we down. We just a, saw him. Took down kill a f- At least ten people.
1: He took over a tank, but yeah, <laughs> he can't kill two people to get to a general. Right. He literally killed two people. <laughs>
0: That like that, like, and that's you know, five ten minutes into the movie, like that's all you need to know to know you are not in for a good time anymore.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of also then, the interrogations of this movie were also so stupid. It was just holding a bladed some su- or a sharp object into somebody's shoulder, and then be and then just turning it and being like. Yeah, we got the info. Like, not even, like, a single thought of, like, trying to be like, okay, how, I mean, I guess they use, they shoot the wife and shoot the son to try to, but, like, at that point, it was just, like, it was just unbelievable at that point.
0: And they're in a compound in the middle of the desert. Where's the general? He's, there's, like, four (laughs) buildings he could be in. <laughs> I, like, you don't have to look very hard. You've and he
1: was right support. in front of it.
0: Not vehicles. What? We see it's a big mansion with the flags hanging off of it.
1: Why did you attack this compost if you didn't think the general was in the main building of this compost? Right. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So many. So many bad things. <laughs> so
0: many. And then when they uh, they pan out uh, uh, at. Uh, Stallone's quote-unquote burning corpse and they go to the dog tag they transition to the dog tag on the burnt crisp hand yeah that was like that was supposed to be like a somber moment but that was kind of funny (laughs) like I I laughed yeah the guy behind me he laughed at it and so that was just like a really weird tonal thing like I was so unclear what they were trying to do like, is this an action movie? Is it a comedy? Is it an action comedy? It didn't do anything very well, though.
1: I feel like they were trying to make this just an action movie, and somehow they kind of almost teetered on, this is so bad, like it's going to be iconic funny. And, but it's trying too hard to for it to actually be that. For like for example, I would say like Con Air is one of those movies that's like it's so bad that it's kind of like like it's iconically good. Like I love Con Air because it's so stupid that it's fun. Uh National Treasure is another one of those movies that's like like all of this is like it's it's so stupid. The premise of this, the way it runs out and everything is so stupid, but it's so stupid that it's that it's fun.
0: We have to stop Sean Bean from stealing the Declaration <laughs> by yeah. stealing the Declaration.
1: Yeah. So like it's it's so stupid that it's fun.
0: This so like what so they can get the treasure first. Like I don't. uh, the National Treasure is one of those movies that just I don't.
1: Oh, you it doesn't not, land for does you. No, not get anywhere with me. See, see where I think it's like it's so like it's so stupid that I have fun with it. Um, and I feel like this almost teetered on it, but it's so bad. Like right,
0: well, there were times where I thought, well, maybe they're parodying themselves. Yeah, yeah,
1: yep. but yeah.
0: I, I just there wasn't enough for me to think that that's what they were actually trying to do. I don't think like so at all. You mentioned before was Sharknado. Sharknado was being a parody of monster movies. It was parodying Sci-Fi Channel movies, and you knew that from the very beginning. This movie was not clear on that. It just kind of the writing was so bad. It made you think that might be what they were trying to do with it. Yeah.
1: And it was not intentional. And I, I will say, I don't think national treasure or con air, like they didn't write that to be a, like so bad that it's fun movie. It just so happened to land perfectly that that's what it was. Um, and so like, I just, I, I'm just trying to say that like, it's, it's almost that level, but like, it's so much worse that it can't even be that because um, it
0: doesn't commit.
1: Yeah. If and that's
0: something you are going to do on purpose, you have to really commit to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, or at least cause you know, I I'm trashing it, but I don't mind national treasure. Yeah. Okay. It's still a fun movie to watch.
1: Yeah. I, I always have a lot of fun when I watch national treasure. So, um, and I do think it's funny that I mentioned two, uh Nicholas. I, I, I thought it
0: as soon as you said <laughs> National Treasure. Yeah. But I, I know he's a Nick Cage fan, so I'll let him have it.
1: I am a Nick Cage fan, but I think it's because I think his movies are so often so bad that they're like they almost go the other way or they're like a fun and cult classic. Um. <laughs>
0: He's got some of those not-the-bees. <laughs>
1: yeah, The Wicker Man is one of those that is legitimately so bad that you just have fun with how bad it is.
0: It's so hard to tell if he's... Like, he's got to be a good actor. But sometimes you watch some of the movies he does and think, is he a good actor?
1: Yeah, I think but he
0: is. I mean, I won't deny. he. You can't have a career... That he's had. Yeah. And there are are some
1: some movies that just make you think there's no way he's not. Because, like, The Family Man, I think he's legitimately good in. um, And two movies recently, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent and Pig, he was both really good in. Um, But then, like, the old stuff, Raising Arizona is actually really good, (laughs) um, which he was in. Yeah. it's a little bit of a dumber movie, but it's really good and he's good I've seen in that
0: it. one, and I watched that in high school as part of a film is lit class I don't remember <laughs> too much about it though
1: it's 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 actually it's it's actually pretty decent um but anyways uh yeah this movie try like is so close to being it's so bad it's it's good but it's not there uh it's just bad yeah um
0: and then the, the the second twist, which I thought it was more obvious than the the lone one, but when Marsh Jerry Garcia ends up being the bad guy, yeah, like first off, they're shut in that room as prisoners, and they're not any way, shape, or form bound to any part of the infrastructure in that room. Well, you're just asking for a breakout at that point. Yeah. And as soon as he says, oh, I'm the, like, there was no reason for him to be there in the first place if he wasn't the bad guy. And then when he says, oh, I'm the leader and he gets taken away from everybody else. That's when I pretty much knew, OK, he's the mole. Uh, and so that twist uh, didn't catch me by surprise either. That was really obvious, too, I think.
1: Yeah, I I think the fact that Stallone wasn't actually dead was much more of an obvious quote unquote twist. But that one the second he gets taken in, like captured, you're like, oh yeah, obviously there had to have been an inside man. And the inside man would have definitely been him because he like it like obviously he's he's the guy. Um yeah. Yeah, no that was I don't think it was as obvious, but I do think it was pretty damn obvious.
0: I I think either way, I think most people are going to know those two things there. Stallone's not dead. Jerry Garcia is the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, Maybe maybe different uh, degrees of obviousness for different people, but I think most people will see right through that.
1: I also think it was so funny and stupid that they tried to have, uh, like this was actually a good bit. Like they knew it was stupid and they leaned into it, just the Jason Statham trying to find a job outside of (laughs) (laughs) like just how they like him reading a newspaper in 2023, reading a newspaper on what job to get. And then what he reads off as jobs is so astronomically stupid. And then the job that he picks, like I, Like those are the moments where I'm like, they have to know, like the writers have to know, like they're purposely writing stupidity. Like it it can't, like this can't be this stupid. Like that's that was one that moment where was like, I I feel like this is purposefully bad.
0: Yeah, and like uh, the the way they portrayed that social media influencer. And the fact that Jason Statham was sleeping with Megan Fox, who's like half his age, <laughs> um, the, the the first Expendables, like I said earlier, was all about getting your dad's favorite action stars together and yeah. doing an homage to those '80s, '90s action movies where it's just bullets flying everywhere. And this one feels like. Somebody got a hold of your dad's fantasy, writing Like, like a diary where your dad just writes how he wishes, how he sees himself if he was Billy badass and he's sleeping with hot chicks half his age and all these neck beards on Instagram are just utterly ridiculous and rude people and I'm the real badass and it just, man, this, I think that's the biggest downfall of this movie for me personally is it, it went from being an homage to uh, a self insert fantasy. And that's how gotcha. I feel about that.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Jason Statham, uh, fight fucking Megan Fox and, uh, the other brute somehow, uh, seducing the goth chick <laughs> by getting hurt. <laughs> I,
0: yeah, but there, like you said, no other... three lines together. <laughs> and it's
1: basically just her making fun of him and then he gets stabbed in the back and then now yeah, now yeah, they they fuck now. Like that's it. That's that's <laughs> the progression of their romance. It was nothing else. <laughs> um uh yeah, no, I yeah, I
0: I pretty much agree.
1: Um, I don't know if I have anything else I can really say about this. Uh, I feel like we've actually only talked about the movie itself for about 70% of the podcast. Uh, so do you have anything else you want to say, spoiler?
0: Yeah, uh, it kind of hit in you know, on what I said earlier about bullets flying everywhere. Like, that's what it was in the first two movies and even the third one. It's just Schwarzenegger, Stallone with machine guns and automatic shotguns with endless clips shooting up bad guys and commies like they did in the good old days. <laughs> yeah. and Like the combat in this movie is so different. It's more of like a sneaky, a real precise, almost taken like kind of shootouts. I feel, like
1: so of I feel like they tried to be John Wick. I feel like they tried to be John Wick.
0: Yeah, there that that's better. And that's better.
1: I and think. yeah, it did not play, especially with how stupid the characters were. Like yeah. They each got caught like how many like 2 3 times and yeah, had no stealth and every single one of the uh enemies like they just stand there waiting to get shot. They never right. shoot back. Like, they never shoot back. Like,
0: when Dolph pulls out his flask and takes a swig out of it <laughs> and he pops out, the three bad guys just stand there doing nothing and, and he it's takes not so... like Dolph was a fast shot. No,
1: no. He, he took so... I think it took him two seconds to shoot three people <laughs> and they just stood there.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the action was thoroughly lacking in this movie.
1: Yeah, and I even thought that I was like going to like Dolph's uh, Daft Longgren's character, and yeah, they didn't really, <laughs> they did not do much with it.
0: There's really no character development whatsoever.
1: It's just that he starts drinking again, and then he can fight. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that's it. It it somehow drinking alcohol uh fixes your eyesight, like. It doesn't make any sense.
0: Uh, real quick, this is not actual medical advice. Please do not drink <laughs> alcohol to fix your problems. Please see a real doctor.
1: Uh, yeah. if it, Alcohol actually impairs your vision and makes you harder to hit your target. So it made even less sense. So, yeah. And I think it's really funny. They even made like a point at the beginning of the film be like, oh, yeah, the scope is prescription. And then he looks through the scope and he can't see shit. Yeah, exactly. And he has to put his glasses on. I'm like, why, why did we say this then? What was the point of this line?
0: Oh, and then when they said that, oh, they're, they got this ship mocked up to look like an aircraft carrier. Ain't no American aircraft carrier looks like that. <laughs> and and just... if you saw on their little makeshift runway, there was a freaking fence for no reason. <laughs> In the middle of it, that cut it down to a a width so like a forklift could fit through. (laughs) What the hell kind of airplanes are you launching on that runway? (laughs) Like, they they didn't think anything through. They just said things that sounded cool.
1: Yeah, no. They they 100% just did things to do things and nothing else. I saw
0: it in a a, a Tom Clancy novel, so I'm going (laughs) to put it in my movie. I don't know what it means, but...
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh... Okay. Uh are you ready for <laughs> our ratings?
0: Uh oh, uh hey wow. Uh connection's really bad. So I think I, I heard you ask if I was done. Are you ready I for think, ratings? Yeah. I've complained about everything I want to complain about. <laughs> okay.
1: I think I've also exacerbated my complaints. So uh what's your what's your half star to five star rating of expendables four which isn't even I I wanna add this is even funnier it's not called expendables four it's hey, expendables I, I you
0: sound really robotic right now
1: oh, I'm sorry it's this movie is called expendables
0: okay we're back we're good
1: okay um the movie is called expendables Okay. And the four, it, it's not called Expendables Four. It's called Expendables. And the f- there's a four in between D and B.
0: The Expend Fourbles. Yes. <laughs> so stupid.
1: Yes. So how, how do you rate Expend
0: <laughs> Um, You know, I laughed a couple times. I think Stallone and Statham are good together. This is about as low of a two as you can get before you <laughs> hit one and a half territory.
1: Okay. Um, I that's that's funny because I I'm teetering between a one and a one and a half, and I think <laughs> I will I think I will give it the benefit of the doubt with a one and a half. With that, I at least had fun with how stupid it is. Like, I'm not yeah. ag- aggressively offended. The only thing I'm aggressively offended by is the CGI. Like, I I, I can't... T- Going into this movie, if you decide to go watch this, and you decide to watch it, and you're listening to how bad we're talking about the CGI, you will be surprised with how bad it is. Like...
0: My kids 3D looks better than this movie. Yes.
1: Y- yeah. there there's nothing to prepare you with how bad it actually is. So aside from that being aggressively awful, I still had fun during moments because I was like, this is just, this isn't just like stupid action. This is historically stupid action. And at least I'm having an enjoyable time with how bad this action is with these characters. So, I will nicely say one and a half and it's very close to teetering to a one. If I ever rewatch this, it'll probably go down to a one. I'll, I'll, I'll leave (laughs) it at that.
0: Um, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay. So that is it for today's episode. We actually talked about this a lot longer than I thought we would. Um, Next week, I
0: figured it would be a decent length episode just with all the things to complain about. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: that's fair. Every single time I think we're gonna have a short episode, we end up going uh about our normal length. Uh, I think
0: it's easier to go into a tangent about something you don't like than it is to, to spend length on something you do like. Yeah,
1: no, that that is true because you have it's the social media effect of. Yeah. It's easier. It, like, you get more uh, engagement and you talk more and you do more about something that you dislike than something that you like. So, um, well, that's all of our thoughts on Expenda uh, Fools. And um, next week, we are doing a movie that we hope is going to be more of a positive um, in the creator, which our part time guest will be back for the other Brandon. Um, and I will probably also say a few words on, uh, floors and sun because I'm a big fan of that director and I'm very excited to see that movie. And it, it's only in theaters in select theaters this week. Um, but it's coming on Apple TV, uh, on Friday. So I'll watch it Friday. Um, so I might have a few words to say about that. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure to check out those local things in Wichita, if you are in the area and we'll be back. Well, we will be back next week, um, for the creator and yeah. Thank you guys for listening and have a good one. Bye. Well, thanks Brandon.